Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Mobile Studio in the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone at Summerfest, here's John McCure. All right, we are broadcasting live from Summerfest. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Madzik and Debbie Lazica. What a beautiful afternoon. I mean, it's absolutely stunning outside. It's 75 degrees and sunny with a little bit of a breeze. doesn't get much better than this. Great people watching, great music. The beer is flowing. Smells some great food as I walked in the door. All right, let's get to it. At 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. All right, Sandy, what's first? The tour company that owns the Titan Submersible says the five people aboard are believed to be dead. The U.S. Coast Guard Rear Admiral John Mauger gave a press conference just a little while ago confirming this development. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families. So that means they believe all five are dead. It's now a recovery mission, not a rescue mission. We'll have much more on this as we head through the afternoon. All right, what's the second thing? Microsoft is holding an informational session regarding details for their planned Mount Pleasant facility tonight. What's going to happen at that facility? You can find out if you go to the Gateway Technical College. That's in Sturdivant there. No registration required. It goes until 7 o'clock. Starts at 4, goes to 7. You can find out more about the Microsoft Data Center plans for the Mount Pleasant facility, 4 to 7 at Gateway Technical College. And the third thing. John, a WTMJ exclusive. A longtime Stars and Stripes Honor Flight volunteer has been charged with stealing from the organization. So a couple of important distinctions here. One she, Joni Nogay, is presumed innocent until she's found guilty. We all know that, right? The second thing is, the prosecutors say she did steal from the organization, but not from the organization bank accounts, not by being inside the organization. The allegations are that none of that happened, that instead she held events. I was at some of these events, and she said, I'm raising money for Honor Flight. She claims to have raised over $100,000. The organization says, uh-uh, we got almost none of that. She has been charged with a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. I've got a lot more detail on this, including what she allegedly spent the money on that she was taking out of Honor Flight's pockets. We'll do that coming up at 3.15. One other thing important to note here, she was not a current volunteer, had not been for years, instead was running this little organization that was apparently stealing from Honor Flight. Much more on that coming up here at 3.15 on WTMJ. As a matter of fact, we'll take a break here. W will get you caught up on your roads. And then more of that exclusive information on Stars and Stripes Honor Flight and the terrible thing that's apparently happened. That's up next. All right, if you're just joining us, information on a terrible story, a story that frankly is breaking my heart. It hurts my heart, and I'm going back and forth between feeling sad, feeling very angry, and most of all, disappointed. I'm just going to give you the story as I know it. So there was a longtime Stars and Stripes volunteer. Her name was Joni Nogay. Joni Nogay. She was a volunteer beginning in 2016, I think it was, for Stars and Stripes Honor Flight. No longer a volunteer. Has not been for the past couple of years. She has not been a volunteer. She's not an active volunteer. So what did she do when she stepped away from volunteering? Well, by and large, she ran an organization that raised money, supposedly, for Honor Flight. The big, high-profile thing she did every year was a 5K run walk called We Run, They Fly. 
And she promoted that proceeds from that event went to Honor Flight. I ran in that event. I went to that event several times. And one of the special things about that event was that our veterans were there. They showed up because the money being raised was to go to Honor Flight. So she ran this event, and she took the microphone at the beginning of the event and talked about how much she loved Honor Flight and how this money was going to go to Honor Flight, blah, blah, blah. She posted pictures after the event with some big fake check, you know what I'm talking about. Don't even know where she got that. And she posed for all of that. Well, it ends up that she collected over $100,000 for Honor Flight over several years. Over like five years, she collected $100,000 for Honor Flight. That is a lot of money. That flies a lot of veterans to Washington, D.C. That takes care of a lot of things that an organization like Stars and Stripes Honor Flight needs to do. One of the great organizations, and I know I'm biased, but celebrates our heroes every single day and guards every single penny. So she collected $100,000. Well, guess what? She didn't give that to Honor Flight. She gave very little of that to Honor Flight. Prosecutors allege that at the very most, at the very most, she gave $20,000. And they allege that she walked away and put in her pocket at least $80,000 and maybe more than that. So what did she do with all those funds when she was telling people as they sweated their butt off running for our veterans that it was going to Honor Flight? Well, I mean, she did things like purchase spa services, Shopped at Walmart. Went in big time on Amazon. Prosecutors say she made at least four purchases from the beauty products company Modere. She paid a chiropractor $600. She made a $2,500 payment to something called Moms in Heels, an online program purporting to teach moms to become online entrepreneurs. This was from a designated account that was listed as the account for We Run, They Fly. And she collected money at these events, according to prosecutors, and it was the exact amounts that then got deposited in this account. And repeatedly, according to prosecutors, that account ran down to zero, with money not being given to Honor Flight. Some of the donations that Nogay allegedly misappropriated were made in the memory of deceased veterans. That is disgusting. Joni Nogay's own father took a Stars and Stripes honor flight. My God, it just gave me goosebumps and made me want to throw up at the same time. Her dad was on an honor flight, and she raised $100,000 and put most of it right in her pocket. We knew nothing about this at Stars and Stripes honor flight. We knew she was raising money. We knew she said she was going to get it to us. She occasionally would give a little bit of money to Stars and Stripes Honor Flight, probably just enough to keep us from, you know, wondering where's all the money going. And when prosecutors began to look into this, and we reported to them as soon as we realized there might even be a problem with someone who used to be a volunteer, we cooperated and prosecutors got involved. Here's a statement from Honor Flight. Celebrating and honoring our oldest local veterans is the mission of Stars and Stripes Honor Flight. We're also focused on being good stewards of the generous donations that the community gives to our organization. Stars and Stripes Honor Flight is committed to financial transparency, and we expect similar transparency from individuals and groups who host events that benefit our organization. With this in mind, we feel it's our duty to our donors, our volunteers, and the community at large to report any events for which the events planners can't answer or refuse to answer questions about their accounting practices. 
and when proceeds and donations for an event may not be accurately represented to donors and participants. Giving our oldest local veterans the honor and the welcome home that they have deserved for so long is our mission and our passion. Our gratitude to our donors and supporters is beyond measure, and anyone who may be fraudulently fundraising for our organization will be swiftly referred to law enforcement. However, we are unable to comment about any specific situations at this time. So everything I'm saying, I'm saying this as John Mercure, the guy who loves veterans, the guy who flies with veterans, the guy who cares about this community. I'm not talking on behalf of the Board of Directors for Honor Flight. Let's make that very clear. I read you what the Honor Flight Board has to say. This is me saying that I am disgusted and I'm disappointed, and I can't remember the last time that I was this angry or upset about something. Joni Nagay faces a Class G felony, I believe it is. She could get 10 years in prison. This is not messing around. This is not like I had a lemonade stand and I only gave you $7 instead of the 10 I collected. I mean, she could go to prison for 10 years. John, I don't know that that sounds like enough. This is that level of people who pretend to have cancer for sympathy. This is a level of how do you sleep? And then that kicker, when you said it, and I read it in some of the material you, you shared with us, that her own father was on a Stars and Stripes honor flight. Uh, that is just unfathomable. Isn't that unbelievable? That's almost literally unbelievable, a term that gets used too much. So you're on the board of directors for Stars and Stripes Honor Flight. Yep. You, you've participated in events like these. At what point did you realize that I, something's not right here? Like We've not heard from this woman who organizes this event. Typically we get something from her, but even a, a modest donation like she yep. made... Didn't you expect more than that? Like, what was the tipping point for you as a member of that board of directors? Well, several months ago, when we began to see her posting pictures so brazenly of her with big fake checks. And as soon as we got a hint that there may be something going on, we immediately got in touch with law enforcement, and then it was out of our hands. So it's been out of our hands for a very long time while they investigate. But this criminal complaint is unlike anything I've ever seen, and I'm not exaggerating. I cover criminal courts at TMJ4 for a long time. This is a 26-page criminal complaint with detail after detail, and none of us on the board had any idea of the scope of this. We work with outside organizations, and because of the generosity of this community, we raise so much money to fly our veterans that there's a lot that goes into all of this. And I just continue to be stunned that this happened. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right, we're broadcasting live from Summerfest. Excited to welcome in our friend Scott Zeal, the Director of Entertainment for Milwaukee World Festival, Inc. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for making time for us on a really busy day. It's my pleasure. My favorite interview of the opening day is always at WTMJ. You That's say that nice. to all the kids. That's right. <laughs> hey, Scott, tell us about opening day. What does opening day mean to you? Well, you work all year. And you get up at 3.15 in the morning to be down on site at 5 o'clock. And in the car, you're driving on the freeway, and you're going, wow, it's finally happening. It's finally here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, there's a sense of relief, too, that it's just taken, you know, uh, your whole team, all of your energy, everything. Then the relief of knowing that the first three days have perfect weather. Yes. And that there's nothing yeah. that's going to stand in your way. 
Now it's about the people and the music and the experience. I'm seeing a lot of smiles. <laughs> it's everybody's happy to be here that's on site so far. And the fun trucker cap giveaway. I've seen a lot of people in the black and white collector's edition trucker cap. It's a happy vibe so far and sunshine. And as they say, cooler by the lake. It's just one of those picture perfect days with a nice breeze and a beautiful afternoon to kick it off. I think we look pretty good for 55. That's right, you do. (laughs) You look good in orange, too, my man. I like the colors this year. Uh, Why don't you tell us about all the bands that really screwed you over this year, Scott? Didn't uh, I'm just kidding. Are are there any bands who make the call to you to say, hey, Scott, are we on again for this year? Like, big names, does that happen now where they love it so much that they make the call to you before you have to reach out to them? Absolutely. I mean, a couple of the obvious ones are who we have in the amphitheater. I mean, between... Zach Brown Band and Dave Matthews and, and, you know, like James Taylor, Imagine Dragons. I mean, everybody's had such a great experience. Our audience, the connection to the fans is so powerful that the artists remember it. And when it comes time for us to throw some offers at them, it's easier for us to set the hook. And um, they're also spreading the word to the ones that we're still trying to get, and hopefully we'll get them someday. That's an interesting dynamic. So they, a lot of them are the same management companies. They definitely talk to each other. They work on the routing for their tours kind of together. Do they communicate regularly? Like, how valuable is it for a band to be able to say, man, I love Summerfest. They do it right there, and you need to check that out next time you're, you're available. Absolutely happens. It absolutely. I mean, it's just the complicated nature of having a, a festival that has fixed dates. I mean, certainly by going to three weekends, we have a longer booking window um, than we did when we were in an 11- or 10-day model. So that's helpful. But there are so many things that when a, a big act is planning their summer or what they're going to do for this year or next year or the year after they could be going to europe they could be playing just one show in chicago and having everybody drive to chicago they could be doing a residency now in las vegas so for us you know we have a lot of things that we can um express to them hey we have a new amphitheater that was uh, was you know refurbished and rebuilt in 2021 it's a new exciting place you haven't played here before so there's a lot of things but yes the word of mouth and the relationships are the ones that end up getting the big fish what really stands out to me in just my time coming to summerfest and this goes back to the you know late 80s early 90s are, are those moments where you would see an act on stage with another act right on a night they're not even playing so it just that, that always lent itself to me that the artists love this and they're fans of music as well there's a lot of friends who tour around and uh, and really get along so uh, that's always the cool spot that like somebody out of nowhere just appears on stage on one of the side stages and he's a big name or she's a big name and all of a sudden they're doing a song with one of their favorite bands i'm sure that my predecessor mr bob babish may have told you this story before but since buddy guy's playing up the streets uh the year that john mayer was headlining the amphitheater John is obviously a, a great guitar hero, a, you know, somebody who looks to Buddy for as an influence. So the call came in, as soon as John is going to be done in the amphitheater, he wants to run up and jam with Buddy. And we were like, well, of <laughs> okay. course, that's not hard. But the fact that it was really uh, a, a humbling experience for John because 
buddy made him sits for like 15 or 20 minutes, <laughs> like on a bar stool, and then said, okay. I'm ready for you now. Come on out. So John goes from playing in front of, you know, 20,000 screaming girls to now playing, you know, showing homage to one of his guitar idols. And so, yes, there is a lot of, there's there's magic. And hopefully we're going to see some in uh, the next uh, three weeks. What a great community. Never asking who your favorite child is. I always, I've learned that asking musicians what your favorite song is. Never ask that. But I would ask you, like, who is an artist that was a big get for you, that you were very excited to get on the calendar? Um, this year, well, I think a couple of different kind of situations. I mean, the the fact that AJR and Imagine Dragons are playing together, I don't know, a lot of people know this, but last summer AJR played the amphitheater outside of Summerfest. They almost sold it out on their own so the fact that we were finishing the deal with imagine dragons and they were saying hey our buddies we're buddies with ajr we've never done shows together before we've been toying with this idea what do you think and i was like uh, okay <laughs> that's easy <laughs> uh so we had to take out the checkbook and to make it a little bit more enticing but a show like that or cheryl crow playing with james taylor they're friends they don't do a lot of stuff together you know, bringing Zach Bryan, who headlined a free stage last year, the Miller stage, and now is basically kind of sold out in the amphitheater. You know, those are those are really cool things for us and for me. <laughs> Quickly, this year, uh, who are you going to see that maybe we don't know a lot about that you're excited about? Who should we get on our radar that maybe isn't on our radar? Um, it really kind of depends, but Noah Khan is, he's the, he's the lightning in the bottle this year. He is the, he's the singer songwriter for um, Maine or New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. He's like 26 or 27 years old. He is in the lane of like a Lumineers or a Mumford and Sons, just really great songs, great voice. Uh, we got very lucky booking him early. Um, our good friends at the Paps Riverside had them book at, booked at the Paps, then it sold out, so they moved to the Riverside and sold out, and they moved to the Miller High Life Theater, and now he is he's just going crazy. So he's on Saturday night on the USL stage. Uh, I think you're going to see him um, for a long time. Scott Zeal is the Director of Entertainment for Summerfest. Always great to have you here. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. It is you 347 more. at WTMJ. We are broadcasting live from Summerfest. Come on down and say hello, like my friends, the Van Horns, saying hello right now, waving through the big window. Uh, we are happy to be here, and I'm really thrilled about this WTMJ Cares campaign that we have going on because it's so important. Thank you. You've been so kind and supportive and excited for the WTMJ Cares three-day blood drive next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I love being at Summerfest because you bump into old friends, like you were just saying, the Van Horns. Uh, the McAdams <laughs> just came by, and Ginny is uh, already going to come by on Wednesday to donate because she's oh, a regular great. donor. And she said, my 12 weeks are up, and I'm, I'm eligible to donate on the 26th. And I said, great, because we're having a blood drive, 26th, 27th, and 28th. So one pint of blood can save up to three lives. You heard me talking about it. And if you haven't, well, guess what? It's news to you, and you should come out and join us. WTMJ.com has the information for our blood drive at the Milwaukee County Zoo next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And one of the easiest ways to schedule your appointment is let us text 
text you the link right to your smartphone. You can do that by texting the word BLOOD, B-L-O-O-D, text BLOOD to our Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. And we've been sharing stories. I've been trying to encourage you because it's good for your own health mm-hmm. if you donate blood. It helps your body uh, operate better. It's certainly good for people who need blood, whether it's a traumatic accident or whether they're going through cancer treatments or any other reason to be in the hospital. Blood is used every single day, and only 3% of the population donates blood. Mm-hmm. So you can really make a difference. When you come out next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday at the Milwaukee County Zoo for our blood drive, partnering with the American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices. And, John, I think I was telling you about this story of a farmer in the Green Bay area. His name is Jason Panzer, and he suffered just an unthinkable accident and is a true a true example of how important blood is, especially in a traumatic time. This is Jason describing his accident. I was in the tractor. We were on a family farm, and we were um, building the north pit. The tractor overturned, and the cab crushed me. The whole tractor came down on top of me, and parts of the tractor were actually stuck through my leg. I was pinned in there for two hours, conscious the whole while, and then they were finally able to get the machine released off of me. And then as soon as they started to lift it, I could feel I was bleeding out. Flew me to Green Bay, and all said and done, it was well over 300 units that I had received to stay alive. Wow. You heard correct. That's amazing. 300 what? units of blood. So poor Jason was trapped, as he said, for two hours under wow. this machine. By the time he got rescued, he was sobered. He knew he was bleeding out, and he even shared that... In that Flight for Life helicopter, he was bleeding so much there were inches of blood on the floor. Oh, my god! Like, so a true pool of blood. So 300 pints of blood. So you already know there's a shortage of blood this summer. So now imagine if that was your loved one mm-hmm. or that was you in need of that. And uh, Jason also explained how your blood donation can save the life of people you know. You have no clue who went to or where it's going, but... You know, you could be helping your best friend that got in an accident and you didn't even know it five minutes from now. That blood could be going right to him. You could have saved your friend's life or your family members, any of your family members, or even yourself. You donate blood and then a week later they could be using that same, you know, they could be using blood to save you. And he obviously knows that. He sure does. Jason is a farmer and a volunteer firefighter. And his leg was amputated as a result of this accident on the farm and it hasn't stopped him so your blood can keep somebody going doing what they love and give them the hope to keep on doing what they're doing uh jason hosts blood don't uh blood drives in his area in the green bay area and certainly said please encourage people to come out to the milwaukee county zoo for the tmj cares blood drive and he said you know for all of you who say oh but i'm afraid of needles uh he has some advice for you you only feel a little pick in it I don't even think it's as much as a pick like you get a shot at the doctor. A little pick, you look away, and 15, 20 minutes later, you're out of there. And there's so many people that can use it. It's just the simplest thing you could do and easiest thing you can do to help save lives. And you're in an air-conditioning building. So, I mean, it's not like there's it's not no stress on you. It's just it's real simple. So thanks wow. to Jason Panzer for taking time to out of his farming life to share that story. And thanks to Adam Roberts for... Uh, 
conducting that interview to get that story. I uh, want to encourage you, please take Jason's advice and join us at the WTMJ Cares three-day blood drive, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week at the Milwaukee County Zoo, partnering with the Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices. Schedule your donation at WTMJ.com or please text the word blood, B-L-O-O-D, to our Old National Bank talk and text line. Text blood to 855-616-1620 and schedule your donation. I will be there on Monday. I hope to see you there. Such a good thing. It is 356 at WTMJ.